You are listening to the podcast of Open Life Church. We are located in Bonnie Lake, Washington, and meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Bonnie Lake High School. Thank you for taking the time to download our podcast or visit our message archive page at livinglifeopen.com. If you are visiting us on our message archive, I just want to make you aware of two things. First, there's a link just above the audio display where you can download our fill-in-the-blank handout. And second, after you're done listening, we would love for you to follow the link on the upper right side of the page that says Let's Connect. Here you can tell us a little bit about yourself or tell us something that we can pray with you about. Feel free to give us as much or as little information as you'd like. Wherever and however you are listening to us today, we are excited you are here, and we hope you enjoy it. Now here's today's speaker. Well, the main theme of those pictures, if you didn't notice, was rain, Uh, because everyone was just soaking wet, but we had a lot of fun. And one of the coolest things I was telling Thad this week as we were kind of debriefing about the event and how it went, what we could do better, what, uh, what went wrong or whatever. Obviously, the rain wasn't how we would have liked to have planned it. But what was cool, what I was telling Dad, is like when we were talking to people, you're talking to all volunteers, um, lots of them were there right at like 7 or before 7, and we were, some of them were all the way to 11. And it was literally like we planned the rain to happen right during the event. Because I got there at 6.45, and it wasn't raining. Then right at like the strike of 7, it just started dumping. And then it started dumping, dumping, dumping. And then right around 11, when we were finished, you know, it started to taper off. And then by the time we were done, it stopped raining. So it was, like, it was really perfect for it. But what I was telling Dad is, like, talking to people, I didn't hear one complaint. I didn't hear anyone just whining about the rain or being really upset about it. Yeah, we laughed about it. We joked about it. We were just in these, like, white shirts and just, like, they are just hanging off of us because you're we so wet. But it was just cool to see people join together. So if you didn't catch the stats, between both locations in Bonnie Lake and Sumner, uh, we were able to feed over 749 families. And when you total all the people that responded back and said how many people were in their family, that's 3,400 people in total. And what's cool is over 500 people were volunteering between the two sites. And so it's just something to celebrate. It's something to be, you know, excited about. And so what I want to encourage you to do is check our communication this week from Open Life, from the community Big Give, um, because we're going to post a video um, with more video than just pictures. Um, but So that was just kind of like a preview or a teaser trailer, like uh, the new Star Wars trailer that came out this last week. I don't know if you saw that. So it's going to be awesome. But uh, I'm excited. So, But I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, me and my wife, Danny, we visited my side of the family this year. And so what, it's funny like when Thanksgiving happens is because there's always this like struggle of like, okay, who's doing what with the meal? Who's in charge of making the turkey? Who's in charge of making the green bean casserole? We, you thought there was going to be green bean casserole, but then it was like, it looked like green bean casserole, but then it was broccoli inside of it. So it's kind of a letdown. I mean, usually I'm not a big fan of green beans anyway, but I'll eat them when there's like fried onions on top of them and stuff like that. So, but it was broccoli this time. So, you know, that's all right. But what I was thinking about is like, thankfully, I'm not in charge of the food because I don't know if you've watched like MasterChef and like you have an hour to prepare a meal. And like right now, MasterChef Junior is on and I've been watching that. And it's just funny, these little, literally, seven, six-year-old kids that are making these, like, gourmet meals in an hour. And, like, for me, it takes me, like, two hours just to make, like, you know, macaroni and cheese. And, like, I forget something, got to run to the store, I got to do this. Something super simple, I just get stressed out. Like, when it comes to preparations, I'm just the person that, that just, like, uh, I get overwhelmed by the details. 
and it, it stresses me out. I stress other people out very easily, and it's not a good thing. And so luckily, I wasn't in charge of the food. I was in charge of watching football, and I was, I was really good at that, if I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm like pretty much professional. I'm the, I'm the Russell Wilson of watching football, I think. So, But how did, I hope you didn't have a struggle with it. I hope that you were in your role, that if you're good at cooking— I hope you really owned it on Thursday. If you're good at watching football, I hope you really own that. If you're good at eating, yeah, I, I hope you're good at, you really own that part of it. Um, but think about it. In your family, in your place where you had Thanksgiving, was there one person in charge? Or did like, you kind of share the responsibilities? In my family, my mom made a list of all the things that needed to be done. We were, some people had to prepare the table. Some people had to to wash the dishes. Um, some people had to like pour. Um, my sister was like, I'm busy. I'm pouring the Martinelli's into the glasses. And it's like, it's a simple job. And it's like, she really got, got the easy task out of all of it. But we're going to talk about a story today. And we're going to be talking about uh, preparations and responsibility. But it's funny because when you're in charge of the preparations, either you love it and you own it, and then like that, that energizes you, or it's something that you, you're put in charge of, but you don't really want to do it, and you kind of stress people out because you're not, like, you're not the best at it. You're not good at delegating, or, or you're just like, you're letting the, the preparations distract you from what like, Thanksgiving is all about. And, or as we're reading the story, preparations distract this one lady, Martha, from really seeing who Jesus was. And so today we're going to meet two people, Mary and Martha, uh, and Martha is just in charge of everything. Martha is in charge of the preparations. She invites Jesus into her home. But then you see Mary. And really, you can read this story and think Mary wasn't doing anything. So we're going to look at the importance of that. So let's jump in to Luke 10, 38 through 42. We're just continuing on in our series on Luke. We're ta- looking at Jesus, every interaction he had with people through the book of Luke, in every story, verse by verse. And so let's jump in. Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So my question for you today is, are you a Mary or are you a Martha? My hope for today, and as we study Luke, and as you read in your Bibles weekly or daily, um, and every time we talk here at Open Life, what I try to do and what I try, when I'm listening, I'm trying to connect with a character in the story. And so there's two main characters today. We got Martha and we have Mary. And so my question for you is, which one would you relate to more? Would you say that you're a Martha? Are you someone that's just overwhelmed by the details? Are you overwhelmed by the preparations? Are you distracted when you have a lot of things on your plate? Or are you more like Mary where you know how to live in the moment and really just like be there in the moment of what you're living through and like really just own that? And so I really hope, I really hope, and my prayer is that today as we read this story, that your inclination and that your hope and desire and prayer for your own life is that you would be a Mary. Uh, because Martha's are really stressful. 
Marthas are, like, can really stress you out. You can stress your families out. You can stress people that are around you. But as a moment of full disclosure, I want you to know is that I'm definitely a Martha. Like, I'm just someone who, like, just is just doing the things. I get distracted. I'm like, okay, this has to get done. This, 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 this. Give me a list. Let's just do it. If you've been here on a Sunday morning, I'm pretty, like, let's just get everything out of the trailer. Let's get everything on the stage. Let's do this. And then if we're done early, I'll talk to people for, like, five minutes before service starts. So, but I'm such a Martha. I'm, like, I, I just get overwhelmed by the preparation sometimes. And so whether it's details or whether you get distracted easily or stressed out, what we need to realize is that it's important not to miss the point of the situations that you are in. And so maybe this Thanksgiving you were in that position. Maybe you had to cook. Maybe you had to host. Maybe you had to wait the table or maybe even clean the dishes. Maybe you had to do all those things and that really stressed you out. And so my question for you is when those things happen, when you did that, did you miss the point of Thanksgiving? Did you miss the, the point of like why we get a day off work is just to celebrate and be thankful for what is going on in our lives and just to really reflect and think about what God is doing in our lives? Or were you able to like Mary, just be in the moment and say, you know what, I'm going to take a time. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this, these stressful things, it's, it's hard, especially if you're feeding like 12 or 16 people. I don't know how big your uh, Thanksgiving was. Maybe it was small and it's just a normal dinner. But it can be stressful and you, you're like, at the end of the day, like really, was this Thanksgiving worth it? Did I take time to even give thanks? Did I take time to really reflect on what God's been doing in my life? Marthas are stressed out people. They're overworked, underpaid and they would never dream about just hanging out. And that's what Mary did. Mary's in this story. Mary's sitting there at Jesus' feet, and she's just hanging there. And so we can think about it not just in terms of this past Thursday and Thanksgiving, but we can think about it in our lives too, is that we've probably at one time or another been a Martha, whether it's with our families whether it's with our spouses, whether it's our job, our work, where there's just this long list of things that we have to do, and we kind of lose sight of the bigger picture. We kind of lose sight of the point of what everything's all about. And that's where it's really important. And my prayer today is that as we read this story and as we look at what Mary was doing, that we'd be challenged and strengthen to pursue being a Mary versus being a Martha and getting overwhelmed and distracted by whatever situation we find ourselves in, in our lives. And so maybe we've been where Martha is at, but how do we get to be more like Mary in this story? And so let's think, let's look at what Mary was doing. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and it's kind of an expression, it's used other times, but it's, this is the proper place of a disciple to be. If Mary's a disciple of Jesus, and that's where she's supposed to be, is sitting at the feet of Jesus. And it says in the story, Jesus explains it this way and describes it this way, is that Mary was doing what was better, and that would never be taken away from her. Mary was resting in the presence of God, literally in the presence, physical presence of God with Jesus being there. She's sitting at Jesus' feet, and she's in the presence of and just really just soaking it in. 
We've read before in Luke that Jesus often said, if you have ears to hear, then hear. If you have eyes to see, then see. And what Mary's doing here is no greater expression than hearing with her ears and seeing with her eyes and just resting at the feet of Jesus. It didn't matter that she's a woman. The disciples in this time would most oftentimes be always be men, but it didn't matter that she's a woman. Jesus accepted all, no matter what lifestyle, no matter where you came from. He accepted anyone to come to be his, be his disciple and to sit at his feet. And that's his invitation to us as well. Other versions explain what she was doing. Is that the, They explain it the way Jesus said it, is that Mary chose the good portion. Mary was at Jesus' feet, and Jesus said, Martha, you're wrong. Mary has chosen the good portion, and that will not be taken away from her. She was doing what was good. And so if you're like me, or if you're like a Martha, this kind of like upsets you. If you just read this story, and you kind of just look at it first glance, if you don't look at it in context, if you don't like really read it and understand it. It kind of makes you mad because as people, as a person, like a micromanager, a type A personality, I'm just like, okay, so Jesus is saying that Mary can do nothing and she's being rewarded for it. You're saying my sister can just pour Martinelli's and get credit for a Thanksgiving meal? That doesn't sound right. That bugs me. That bothers me. And Martha's saying the same thing. She's like, Jesus, my sister isn't doing anything, and I'm doing everything. Tell her to come help me. And I think that's how we are in our lives a lot. When we're stressed out, when we're stressed at work, or when our family is just not clicking the way we want to, if our relationship with people in our lives isn't working out, you get mad at other people. You blame other people. You're like, why won't other people help me? What's, why won't someone come and help me in my life? And I think it's important to just really look, what was Mary doing? What was she doing? Because at first glance, you read it, and you're like, yeah, come on, Mary, do something. Help Martha. But you realize, and what Jesus, he knows, he knows people's hearts in this. And what Jesus realized and told Martha is that it's not that you're doing stuff and you're not getting help, it's that you're doing stuff and being distracted by those things. And you're not even realizing that I'm here, that I'm God standing in your house. Shouldn't you drop everything if Jesus, the Son of God, is literally sitting in your house? Wouldn't you want to stop, put the dishes away, like just let them sit there for a second and go hang out with Jesus? Go sit at Jesus' feet. Go hear what he's speaking. Look at him with eyes to see and ears to hear. Understand who Jesus is. He's in your house. And Jesus is saying, Martha, you're doing too much. You're letting all these preparations, you're letting all these things get in the way of you being able to see who I am. Mary is just sitting there. She's soaking it in. And she's saying, this is God. This is Jesus. And I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to be recharged. I'm going to be strengthened. Because that is what God is all about, is pouring into people and strengthening people and encouraging people. And maybe Mary goes, just like, you know what? I'm not going to do the dishes. I'm not going to cook a meal. I'm going to sit at Jesus' feet, and I'm just going to soak it in. And sometimes in our lives, we don't soak in enough. We just do, 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 because it's on the list. we got to do it. Nothing else matters. 
And so Thad mentioned last week that God created us humans to be human beings, not human doings. And even though that's a play on words, it's actually very true if you look in Genesis and how God created us. Genesis 2, 7 is talking about creating man. It says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. You see, humans are filled with the breath of life from God himself. And so for me, that's very encouraging to think like God literally breathed in to the nostrils of Adam and breathed life into him. That he breathed into him and from that, that is how he got life. And so if, if you realize that, and if you read the whole Genesis account, the very first three chapters of Genesis, you see that God created everything. He gave a lot of things life. He gave animals life. He gave uh, all the creatures, all the plants. He brought life to them. But what you really notice and see is that he took extra special care when he created man, when he created Adam. Is that he literally breathed his breath into man. And that's how we find our life. And it's cool because if you look at that relationship from the very beginning, you look at how God intended things to be, it's like it makes you just yearn for it and just almost think that it's so crazy that that could never really happen. That God would be so close to man that he would breathe life to him, but then like hang out with him. Because that's what you read in the first few chapters of Genesis. In, in Genesis 3.8, after Adam and Eve kind of like turn away from God, do what he told them not to do, they're kind of feeling ashamed. And so in Genesis 3.8, it says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So literally, after they had like sinned and turned from God, they heard God walking in the garden. And they knew to hide from him. And so obviously they knew that God was walking with them. And so for me, that's crazy to think that, to, to, to think that God would walk among men, and that's how he intended to be. That's how he created us to be, to be that close of relationship with him, that we would just rest in God's presence, that we would just understand that that's how life should be, that we should be just like hanging out with God, that Adam and Eve are there, and they should just hang out with God on a daily basis, that he was walking through the garden in the cool of the day, and that was normal for them. And so to think that that's, like, for me, that's kind of crazy to think that God would just literally walk among people. And so then when you, you fast forward to the story that we we're talking about today, isn't it the same thing? God sends his son Jesus. Jesus is walking among men on the earth. He's in this town, and Martha invites him to her house. And he's sitting there. And so you have two choices. You have Mary, who chooses to sit in the presence of God, and just soak it in and just be just close to him to hear what he has to say, to see the things that he's doing. Or the other choice is to be Martha. To be Martha and just be distracted by the preparations, getting the meal ready, uh, serving people, cleaning up after people, you know, washing the dishes, whatever it is. If I have a choice, I want to be Mary. I want to be Mary in this situation. Because Mary understood that maybe being with God is way more important 
than doing something in that moment. Mary understood that at the utmost important is being with God is way more important than being distracted by serving Jesus. That being busy, being with Jesus is more important than being busy doing things for Jesus. And that's the, that's the kind of the, the kind of mind transformation that I want to like explain is that maybe we should be busy being close to Jesus rather than being busy doing a bunch of things to try and please Jesus or trying to, to serve Jesus. And the thing it is, is like those things aren't bad. It's not like Mar- Martha was doing something bad by, you know, preparing a meal for the people there. It's not, not that it, those things were bad. It's not like that it was wrong for her to do that. But what was wrong is the distraction that Martha let it have. That Martha was willing to be distracted from seeing Jesus rather than just getting the stuff done and just being with Jesus as soon as she could. And that's what we don't understand. When I read about Martha and Mary, maybe the problem I have with Mary just sitting there is the same problem that I have wrapping my mind around God being in the garden at the very beginning of time. Is that it's crazy to think that in two instances— that God walks among the garden with Adam and Eve at the beginning of time, and then he does it again. And what really bothers me is that I think I would be Martha in this story and not Mary. That I would be distracted by all the details, that I'd be distracted by all the preparations, and that I would be Martha in this story and I wouldn't be Mary. That I wouldn't take the opportunity just to rest in God's presence and say, you know what, God? I just want to breathe in your air into my lungs. It was a song we were singing. It's your breath in our lungs. And what we don't realize is that the proper response that we get when we're worshiping Jesus, that when we're in his presence, is to just say thanks. It's not to do something. It's not to like, okay, now I have to go do all this. Now I have to go do all this stuff. I have to get stressed out because now I'm a Christian. Now I've chosen to follow Jesus. And so now I have to do all these things. I have to run down the list and go one by one so I make sure I'm a good Christian. And what Jesus is saying, no, those are good things, but don't get distracted by those things. Don't get distracted to the point that you miss being with me and being in my presence just because you want to do something good. Be in my presence first and let that go out and empower your doings and the things that you're doing. Maybe Mary is the first person since Adam and Eve and a select few other people in the Old Testament, but maybe Mary is the first person who really just understood it and said, you know what, I'm going to be in the presence of Jesus because he's only here for a while. And the cool thing is Jesus says, that that will never be taken away from her. And it's cool because that's how, where we join in in this story, is that when we choose to follow Jesus, we're making that choice just like Mary, to not be the ones of the doings, not to be the ones of the lists of the preparations, but to be ones of the people of being in the presence of Jesus. And Jesus tells us that that is the good portion. That is what is good. And that will never be taken away from you. And so when we come to, come to today, and 
when I hear this story, I can't imagine, or I really imagine, really something just rings in my ears when I read this story, is that Jesus is telling me, he's saying, Jaden, Jaden, you are anxious and troubled by many things, but choose what is good, for that will never be taken away from you. And it's like, if hopefully when you hear that, when, he, when Jesus says, you are anxious and troubled about many things, we've been reading through Luke, and hopefully that kind of rings a bell to something else Jesus has taught his disciples, and what we talked about in the parables. Because Jesus told a story like two chapters ago in chapter 8. He tells a story about uh, a sower sowing seeds in different types of soil. And Jesus explains it that some seed will fall on the path, some seed will fall on the rock, some among thorns, and some among the good soil. And so when you hear Jesus say, Martha, Martha, you're being anxious and troubled by many things, hopefully that rings a bell. If you've been reading Luke, if you've been studying the scriptures, then it should ring a bell because in Luke 8, 14 through 15, Jesus explains that parable about the seed falling on the soil. And he says, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And so have you heard about Jesus? But let life's worries, riches, and pleasures choke you out. When I read that story about Mary and Martha, I think back to the good soil. And what Mary was doing is she was preparing good soil in her heart so that the seed that Jesus was sowing would sow and reap and produce a crop inside of her that would grow. But what Martha was doing is she was letting life's worries choke out her ability to be able to hear what Jesus was saying and to be in his presence. And so it's funny because when you, when you look at Martha, if something so insignificant as just preparing a meal and preparing her home for Jesus distracts her from what Jesus, then what do we do today? How do we hear the word? How do we understand Jesus? But instead of getting choked out, we retain Jesus and preserve ourselves and produce a crop. And so my advice today and what we'll look at for the rest of the, this morning is just how can we be more like Mary? How can we be someone who says, you know what, before anything else, I'm going to let myself be recharged, recharged by the presence of Jesus. And so when, what Mary did, it, it's, it's funny to say, and it kind of makes me chuckle, but, but should we just do absolutely nothing? Should we just choose to just be with Jesus and not do anything and just be those type of people that just rest in the presence and they're like really weird spiritual people that just, you know, never do anything, but they're just soaking up the presence of Jesus. And I would say no, because when you read the context of this scripture, when he's talking, Thad talked about it last week, what was the command Jesus said? He said, love God and love your neighbor. The problem is, is that what we do oftentimes is we choose one or the other. We choose to either just love God so much or we either choose to just love our neighbor so much that sometimes if we love our neighbor too much, we get distracted that, oh yeah, we need to love Jesus too. Or we love God so much that we get distracted that we choose not to love our neighbor either. And Jesus would have it both ways where he would say, love God and love your neighbor with all your heart. 
And so to be like Mary, we need to resolve to be with Jesus be ever, before we ever try to do anything for Jesus. To be with Jesus is more important than doing for Jesus. Mary was being busy being with Jesus, but Martha was busy doing, and it distracted her from Jesus. And so it's funny because I just, like two weeks ago, I was, I was um, shooting some video for an event, and I had to go, um, I opened up the camera and I turned it on, but the battery was like close to being dead. So I, I plugged it in, decided to let it charge, but then sure enough, the battery was just a dead battery, and so it wasn't going to work. Well, I have two days to get my camera ready for this event. I'm kind of getting stressed out because it's an older camera. The battery is just really weird to find. I went to like five Best Buys, like Target, Walmart, every department store. No one had it. So then I'm looking, and so Batteries Plus had one in Tukwila. So I, I drove to Tukwila, and I, I get the battery. And so I'm walking out, and he's like, oh, there's a one-year warranty. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, so I'm, I'm literally walking out. And you know what he says to me? He says, make sure you use it all the way first, and then charge it all the way to 100%, and then make sure you take it off the charger. He's like, because if you leave it on the charger, you're just going to create another dead battery, like way faster than if you just use it normally. And so I just like think of it, I just like thought of it, I'm like, okay, I've probably never done that before. That's why all my batteries are like bad, and I always be connected to the wall. But so I'm preparing for this this week, and I'm talking about like just being recharged by God and just being in his presence. And I'm like, this is kind of weird because so many times we like to be one or the other. We like to be the people that either just has our battery charged all the time. We're just in the presence of Jesus, being charged and being strengthened by him. But we never set out and like use our battery. We never set out and drain ourselves a little bit just to like let God flow through us and like live through us in our communities. But then there's people that, that just stress you out to the point where you realize that there's people walking around here right now and you're running on empty and you've never taken the time to just let yourself be recharged by the presence of Jesus because you're like Martha and you're like, you know what? I have all these things to do. There's all these things to prepare for. I don't have time to be with Jesus. Can someone help me? And so, and if you think about it, what good, like in a flashlight, if you're in a dark room, what good is a flashlight if the battery is on, is on empty and you're trying to shine light in the darkness? What good is a dead battery in a light that's trying to shine in the darkness. I think Jesus would have us be people that are fully charged, that are just willing to expend ourselves almost to the point of harm, but just to that to know when to stop and know when to just return to him and say, you know what, God, I've done a lot for you, but I just need to be recharged. Because it's unhealthy to be one or the other. It's unhealthy if you're running on empty, but it's unhealthy if you're just sitting there at 100% and you haven't done anything to shine his light in the darkness. And so as the worship team comes, we're, this is like the time of the year that we're in. Like this is Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about, is being in the presence of Jesus. 
Christmas is all about God sending Jesus to this earth and us having relationship with him. Simply put, that is what Christmas is all about. What Martha was doing is the expression of what Christmas is. In this Christmas season, that's what Mary was doing. She's like, you know what? God is here right now. This is the Son of God, and I'm going to rest in his presence. I'm going to celebrate that Jesus is here on earth, and I'm going to live my life accordingly. Mary was celebrating what we should be celebrating right now, and that's this Christmas season. But if you look at Martha, and if you look at what she did, Martha's, and I don't say this to me, but Martha's just celebrating what American culture thinks Christmas is. Being busy, being stressed out about money, being stressed out about all these holiday parties, being stressed out by pleasing your family, about doing all this other stuff. Sometimes I think that's what, like, after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, that's what people think Christmas is, is like, going out and punching people to get the first Xbox on the, off the shelf, you know? It's like people are just stressed. And you, I was walking through the mall, and I'm just like, I felt sad because, like, people think this is what Christmas is. It's just being in a crowded mall about buying presents for someone, spending awful amounts of money, going into debt. And that's not what Jesus came for. He came for us to celebrate him being here as the son of God and us having relationship with him. And like, that's what we need to be this year for this season. I hope that in the next five, when we pray and when we have five minutes of response time, that you would just say, God, show me what it is to be in your presence, to be a Mary in this Christmas season where I can just be recharged by you, that I can be excited for you coming to this earth and being here for us. Because that's what Christmas is. And so our action steps today, very simple. But the first is be busy being, not busy doing. Whatever that means for you, whatever that is, the emphasis is on just take a time, whether it's an hour, whether it's five minutes every morning, where you just take a minute just to pray and give thanks to God, to return that breath to Him and just say, thank you, God, for the breath in my lungs. But be recharged by that. Be busy being first, and then you can be busy doing, because you have the power to do it. You have the strength to do it. And then second is choose what is better. And so for some people, you've never taken the step to follow Jesus. You've never chosen what is better. And so you don't even know what I'm talking about today. But today, would you choose what is better? Would you choose to follow Jesus? Because that will never be taken from you. And then finally, as we're in this Christmas season, I would encourage you to read the Christmas story at least once a week leading up to Christmas. It was funny, we were leaving my parents and my mom's like, oh, you'll be back in like three weeks. And I'm like, that was fast. Like that was fast. Christmas is in three weeks. And it's just like three times, this, whether you do it once a day, whether you do it once a week, where you take it verse by verse, little by little every day. But would you read the Christmas story in Luke? It's the beginning of Luke, the first few chapters. Uh, you, you go through there and just read what Christmas is all about. You're not going to read about people 
running to the stores to get the coolest gift. You're not going to be reading about being stressed out or spending a lot of money. You're going to be reading about Jesus sending his son so that we could have a relationship with him. And it's the most encouraging thing to know and to live out. Let's reorient our minds to Jesus this Christmas. Then maybe we should let a present slide through the cracks to, to just really refocus our minds towards who Jesus is. So dear Lord, we just come before you today and we just say thank you that it's your breath in our lungs that we can just sit in your presence like Mary and just really be recharged by your presence so that we're not stressed out, so that we're not worried, so that we're not anxious about many things, but that we're full of the reassurance of knowing you and the power to go through our lives, God. And so I pray that you would encourage us as we make those decisions, that we would be encouraged and we choose to be busy being in your presence versus busy doing a bunch of things that distract us from you, God. And so I pray right now that we would just turn our eyes towards you, turn our hearts towards you, and refocus ourselves on what is truly most important, and that's you and our relationship with you, God. Lord, so just help us, Lord. Recharge us, and let us just rest in your presence. In your name, amen. So take like five minutes. Take five minutes and just think, you know what, God? What? How can I just be strengthened by you? Take, if you've never worshiped before, if you've never really followed the words, then do that. If, if you've never prayed before, then just say a prayer. Just talk to God like you would talk to anyone else. Just rest here and just think about who Jesus is and be encouraged by that. Thank you for listening to today's talk. If you have a question about what you've heard today or if you have a need we can pray with you about, feel free to click on the Let's Connect or Need Prayer button on the upper right side of the message archive page. Or if you're listening on iTunes, you can always email info at livinglifeopen.com. If you'd like to join in the mission of Open Life with a financial gift, you can give online at livinglifeopen.com by following the Giving tab and clicking Give Now. We're excited you took the time out of your busy week to listen to our talk. But have you ever thought about visiting us on a Sunday morning? We meet at 10 a.m. each Sunday at Bonnie Lake High School. We would love to see you on a Sunday, and then you can put a face to the voice you've been hearing online. Finally, stay up to date with everything Open Life by visiting livinglifeopen.com, following us on Twitter, or liking us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and week.